Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. So growth doesn't just happen. So here's our general session. We're going to cover a couple things uh, that have been useful for many people um, in terms of growing their business. Because growth doesn't just, how many of you want to grow your business? We all do. So we're here to do that. But does it happen accidentally? No, that's, John Maxwell says it doesn't happen. You've got to take, you've got to take the circumstances you're in and be willing to improve yourself. Because most people are, they really want to improve their circumstances, but they don't really want to improve themselves. So if you're looking for more referrals, you're looking to change your circumstances. If you don't have, if your pipeline's not what you want, you're looking to change that circumstance. But that's why we've got to go out. We've got to be intentional about what we're building. And that's where working harder on yourself than you do on your job comes into play. So we're going to give you a couple of tips here that will help you. And the first one is this leadership concept. By the way, this falls into the leadership pillar. Do you have a personal development system in place? Who thinks they have a personal, what's your personal development system? What is it? Aaron? Audible. Okay. Listen to good books. I love it. What, by the way, what book are you listening to right now? All right. You tell us what it is. I want to hear what it is. Yes. YouTube University. I love it. All right, good. How to do the work. And I see some of you writing down. And by the way, you're always going to get good book recommendations around here. Okay. Um, who else thinks, that, what else is your personal development system? Somebody else share something. Yes. Reading. You're in the right place. I love you. <laughs> Absolutely. Books will, yeah, if you want to reach the top things and the, on the things at the top shelf of life, you got to stand on the books you read. So I love that. I've got reading here. There's a bunch of readers in the room. By the way, if you're not a huge reader, Audible does count. Yeah. And I would just challenge you. We'll talk about this in a little bit. But uh, about, uh, about a dozen years ago, I started writing a little affirmation. I love to, I love to learn to read. So, yeah. Nick. Meetup groups. Connecting with people. It's a good personal development system. But yeah, you got to have something. So we're just going to cover some basic principles that have worked for people in this room, worked for me personally. So we'll start. Number one, build a vision. We'll spend some time talking about that in a little bit. I was talking with um, somebody in a, that we were doing some training for, and he said he was lacking some motivation. Just honestly, uh, he's in the mortgage business. He's like, I just, uh, just don't have a lot of motivation. And so when we started asking him, you know, what, uh, what he said, it's not money anymore for me. Well, what is it? And he was just kind of stuck. And so we, uh, building a vision will help with that, having an idea of what you're trying to build. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about renewing your mind daily. It's one of the big, biggest things that we can do is renew our mind. And then investing in yourself. 
and also getting into a community. So they're gonna be kind of the four things we're gonna talk about here. We're just gonna give you some best practices. Um, I noticed some people have got their, uh, their pens out. You've got a note. Uh, Daniel's up here taking a bunch of notes. But I would encourage you, if you're taking notes, there's kind of three, three little letters I'll give you. It's an acronym. It's called ACT, A-C-T. So if you're taking notes, write these three things down. A, if you're taking a note, write either an A, a C, or a T next to it. The A stands for apply, something you need to apply to your life. The C is something you need to change. And the T is something you need to teach. I don't know if it's something you need to teach to uh, maybe a family member. I don't know if it's somebody you need to teach to uh, maybe a strategic partner or whether it's uh, maybe a client that could benefit from it. But um, that's a good, a good note-taking uh, acronym for you. All right, let's start with a vision. Guys, and I, there's a whole, I'm going to pull, so this is pulling this out of the academy. There's a course inside the Radically Referrable Academy called Jumpstart. And we walk people through the Radically Refer Referrable Vision story. These are just the first couple steps of it. But just take some notes on this, because this is every coaching client that we talk to, we get them started with this. Number one, decide what areas of life are most important to you. So this individual that was, uh, that was in the mortgage business here recently, we just had a question with him and just said, what areas of life are most important to you? You know, if you're struggling with motivation about picking up the phone and calling people right now in the mortgage business, let's step aside from that. What's important to you? So decide what areas of life are most important to you. So who's got an important area of life to them? Let's help. Somebody might be stuck on this. What's an important area of life for you? Family. Love it. What else? Faith. Love it. What else? Health. Good. By the way, we're going to try to stay on an F theme. We'll go with fitness. Can we do that? Fun. fun. Jay's, Jay's a big fun guy. Financial. Financial. Freedom. Fitness. By the way, they don't have to be Fs. They're your, but the cool part is it's your vision story. Um, but you'll find from me, I like, uh, I like symmetry. And if you can remember Fs, that's an easy thing. Anybody else got another area of life that's important to them? Friends. There's another F. Love it. All right. Is there one more? What's that? Business. Okay. Business. And yes, we can go business. Business. Food. All right. There you go. All right. Now we're, yeah. So whatever areas of life are most important to you, I would just encourage you to probably pick five to eight areas of life that are important to you. And then what do you want in those areas of life? Spend some time, get out a piece of paper and just ask yourself, what do you want in those areas of life? Now, how many of you love that question? What do you want? Dee Dee's laughing over here. So if somebody loves that question, what do you want? Raise your hand. Exactly. It's interesting. Some of you probably know the vast majority of people. And by the way, I've, it's one of my favorite questions, but it's also one of my least favorite. So what I'm going to try to do is rephrase it because I think the quality of the question, if somebody asks you what you want, it, everybody locks up. But if I ask somebody, who do you want to be in that? So somebody give me an area of life. Back to the areas of life. Family. Okay. What are some of the roles you play in family? Father. Okay, so ask yourself, here's a question for you. What do you want? What do you want to be as a father? That's a question you can ask yourself. So if you're trying to think about, because what I want you guys to do is pick a, pick a time frame about three to five years out, look at your areas of life and ask yourself, what do you want to be in that area of life? Could be father, could be husband, could be wife, whatever that is, whatever roles you play in that area of life, ask yourself, who do you want to be 
and describe that. The second question, what do you want to do? So Nathan mentioned father. What do you want to do? So when somebody says, what do you want? We're just changing the question. And so who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And the third question there in those areas of life is, what do you want to have? What do you want to have in those areas of life? In those roles? And the component here, guys, is listen, these are, this is just a framework. This is not a science. This is a framework to help you extract this vision, to have a, a radically referable vision. Because when you're struggling with motivation, the vision should pull you through and knowing what you want. All right, so what do you want in those areas of life? It's the be, do, have. And then once you get done with all those areas of life, then the question becomes, what profit do you need to generate in your business in order for those things to come true? So what we're trying to do is give you a framework for accomplishment, a framework for accomplishment. All right. Is that useful for you guys? That little framework? Okay. That seems like it's going over like a lead balloon. All right. What was most, uh, by some of you said it was useful. What was most useful for you out of just that little section? Come on, this is a mastermind. Easy to be ambiguous. Yep. That's exactly. Ambiguity is the enemy of excellence. So we're trying to get, a, get ambiguity out of it. Okay, good. All right. So build a vision. Know what you want. All right. Second thing, we talk about renewing our mind. I don't know if any of you know Craig Groeschel. He's kind of a leadership guy. He's uh, also um, a pastor out of Oklahoma, but he, um, he consults with a lot of business professionals. Um, and one of the things he talks about is winning the war in your mind. Um, because he, uh, this quote, I love this by him. So our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So, by the way, it, before you walked in here today, how were your thoughts? Do a thought audit here real quick. By the way, don't, you don't have to raise any hands. I'm not going to ask anybody to do that. But on a scale of 1 to 10, how positive were your thoughts? Just think about that for a second. And our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So whatever we're thinking about is where we're tending, tending to lead toward. So how do we control that? So let's spend a few minutes on that. I'm just going to give you a couple of things that will help you renew your mind. So because that's how we think determines how we feel, which determines how we act, which determines the results and the impact that we have in the marketplace. All right. So just a couple of things. Uh, some of you have heard me talk about this. By the way, this is, again, all from the, uh, from the uh, course Jumpstart. So there's a lot of things we cover in there. We covered the uh, relationship, uh, the prioritizing relationships and referrals last month. But um, we're trying to cover some content here that we'll find useful. But um, you'll see the little 90% and 10%. Um, there's a guy named Sean Acor who did a study years ago, best-selling author. Um, but he basically did a study and said, uh, if he took a look at somebody's external world, so if you took a look at the car they drive, the job they have, their bank account, uh, their social circles, they took a look at all those things, they could only determine the success rate of about 10% in terms of their happiness. By the way, this is happiness. He wrote a book called The Happiness, uh, the happiness Project, I think is the name of the book. Um, but external world, 
only predicted um, happiness about 10% of the time. The 90% was predicated on the way you process the things that you see in the world. Think about it. Your, your, your success is predicated, 90% of your success is predicated on how you process things that you, that you come across in the world. So now the reason I lead to that is what that was, that little book was the foundation of something called the 321 journal. Somebody had been telling me to journal for years. Um, and I, some of you have heard this story, but I'm a big Jim Rohn fan. You'll see all kinds of Jim Rohn influence in this uh, presentation today. Um, but I heard Jim say something. You're going to leave behind three things when you leave this world. You're going to leave behind, you're going to leave behind your photos, which, by the way, um, when he said that quote, I think there was just Kodak. Um, now we've all got uh, chat snaps to make sure that we got all kinds of pictures these days. So, so, but pictures are not an issue for anybody. So. Yes, I've got teen, I've had teenage daughters. So um, anyway, photos, we're going to leave behind our photos. We're going to leave behind our library, the books we read. I, by the way, if you're hanging out at this event, you're probably like books. You've probably got a library. We're going to talk about books a little bit more here in a minute. And so the last thing you're going to leave behind those are your journals. I wasn't journaling. I was starting, you know, I had begun to like to read, but I wasn't journaling. So for me, I don't have a lot of time in the morning, but I, heard, I read this book and I thought, you know what, let's try this. So um, this is where the 321 journal came from, just a little background. Number one, 321 stands for really simple. Write down three, thing, three new things that you're grateful for every day. And by the way, the reason I did it is because of what Sean Acor said in a book. He told me that if I write down three new things every day, that my happiness level, my happiness level will go up. I'll get six months worth of benefit. Now, if, you're, uh, if we've got any financial advisors in here, if you can do something for 21 days and get six months worth of benefit, what's the ROI on that? Holly, any ideas? I'll let you calculate. If you can, Derek, if you guys can come up with a number, I'd love it. We'll let you calculate that one. But the ROI is pretty good. So if you can invest 21 and get 180 benefit, that's a pretty good rate of return. So all you have to do is write down three new things. By the way, why new? Fresh but why fresh? You start appreciating the smaller things. Guys, right now we are in a world that it is not hard to see negative things coming at us. But when we retrain our brain, it takes, it takes for every negative thing you hear, it takes seven positive things to counteract it. We have to retrain our brain. We've got to renew our mind. This little habit will change everything for you. Write down three new things every day. It changes the way you start to look at the world. Rather than looking at it and saying, those are ugly shoes, you look at the tie and say, where'd you get the tie? I like the tie. Some of you are smiling. Stop it, Tom. You know what I'm talking about, though. It changes the way you process the world. It changes. And it makes you happier, and you have a bigger impact. And by the way, do people refer unhappy people? No. No. Not often. All right. So. Number two, write down two affirmations. Hopefully they're tied to your vision. I am, just start with the word I am. And fill it in, I am radically referable. I am a great husband and father who loves, respects, and finds my wife beautiful. Or whatever your affirmation is. But put it in the positive, in the futuristic, and it should even make you uncomfortable. I'm a successful business owner. Wherever I go, referrals follow me. 
857% rate of return, by the way, on the, uh, I, I knew, I knew there's, so if you want an 857% rate of return, yes, 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 yes. By the way, the, what's the disclaimer? Past, uh, past results can't predict, never mind. All right, so just get a little journal. Guys, three things, th write down three things that you're grateful for. New things every day. Write down two affirming, forward-projecting affirmations. And then just think about a big win from the previous 24 hours and write it down. And just spend a few minutes thinking. Could be 30 seconds. But spend a few seconds thinking about that win. All right. So there is the renewing your mind. If you do that little thing, and by the way, that's, again, just part of the 321 journal challenge. Um, you do it for 21 days, you'll improve your happiness baseline. All right, investing in you. We're gonna go to the third one. So vision, and we talked about renewing your mind and then investing in you. So investing in you is a real simple one. Number one, how many of you have heard of Charlie Tremendous Jones? He's a guy that kind of hung around Jim Rohn. But uh, Charlie said this years ago, he said, you're gonna be the same today that you will be for five years from now, except for two things. He talks about the, uh, the people you meet and the books you read. The people you meet and the books you read. You'll be the same except for those two things. And what does he mean by that? What does he mean by that? That'll influence who you become. Okay. What else? Anybody else? Yes. Guys, let me ask you, you know, the things that we put into our brain, the people that we hang around, we've all heard we're an average of the five people we spend the most intentional time with. So Charlie went on to say, look, there's a book you're going to read that will be the ticket to the next to a, a being time spent with the next most influential person that you want to meet. Yeah, Tom. today. Exactly. Good. All right. But the point is, what he's saying is your personal development, your personal development will open doors for you. So when you're reading a book, by the way, Aaron, somebody's going to probably walk up to Aaron later today and ask him about what book he's reading. Somebody's going to, there's going to be some people up here on the panel today. They're going to talk about the books that they've read. The books that you read, by the way, this event wouldn't exist today if I hadn't read this book. I called Michael and I said, Michael, I got some questions for you. He said, have you read the book? I said, no. <laughs> the one exception, by the way. But I read the book. And then guess what I did? I saw he came to an event. He was having an event actually here in St. Louis in July. Actually, it was July 20th of 2011. And I got a table. I read the book. I got encouraged. And I picked up the phone and I invited my strategic partners. I said, hey, got this crazy idea. I'd love to spend, spend a day with you. Go sit at an event. That's actually where I met MJ. And um, anyway, so that's how this whole thing started. It started from reading a book. It started from reading a book. Would my life be the same today if I hadn't read that book? Probably not. All right. So a couple things. Number one, you might say, I don't have time to read a book. That's no, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy it. Spend 15 minutes a day. A mentor of mine just said 15 minutes a day. That's all you got to do. 
you guys, some of you who've been hanging around this event for a while, uh, Chris Robinson, Jason Womack have both spoken at this event in the past. Jason told me, he said, hey, if you spend 15 minutes a day reading, you'll read a million words this year. Yeah, Tom. Ninety hours that you're investing in yourself, fifteen minutes a day. Yeah, Nick. Oh, the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah, you'll be an average of the five people you spend the most intentional time with. Uh, that's been said. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I know Jim Rohn said it many times. Um, I don't know if he used that exact same word, but I think it's primarily attributed to Jim Rohn. All right. 15 minutes a day, physical books. By the way, I joked earlier, audible does count. Really what I would say guys is spend 15 minutes a day consuming something nonfiction, consuming something nonfiction. The last thing, podcasts. I heard, I heard YouTube back there. What else are you guys doing to invest in you? What else are you doing? Anybody else got any other good ideas that they can share? Podcasts we've talked about, um, Audible. What else is somebody doing? Anybody got any other productivity tips there? Meditation. Okay, that's investing in you. Okay, what else? All right, there's your investing in you. That's your decompression. What's something, though, guys, that you can invest in you in terms of filling your mind with something? By the way, meditation, um, I heard this, uh, Eastern meditation is, is empty, the emptying of your mind, which, by the way, meditation is a great thing. Emptying your mind, I've heard wonderful things about meditation. I'm not an expert on that, so I can't speak to it. But uh, the Western definition of meditation is filling your mind with something. So the question is, that's that's the area I'm trying to fit. What are you filling your mind with? 15, if you just spent 15 days or 15 minutes a day intentionally filling your mind. Yes, Jay. Coaching. Okay, good. For business development. Good. All right. Well, that's a good segue. The fourth one, get in community. Get in community because we talked about who you're hanging around with. Get in community. Because isolation is the enemy of excellence. Most of you are straight commission. Chances are you can go home after this event and you don't have to do anything. You're laughing. If some of you had that planned after that, I hope this will change. Fine, but isolation is the enemy of excellence. Get into community. Why is community beneficial for you? Encouragement. Accountability. You're not alone. So I want you to take a second here and just ask yourself, who is your community right now that's surrounding you in terms of helping you with your business? Just think about it. All right, we'll give you a couple tips here. Number one, seek out peers with a similar vision. Look around the office. Find somebody that you can partner with, somebody that you can talk to. Somebody that you can say, what's, you know, that you can share your biggest challenges, your biggest wins with. So often we try to do, you know, we fall into this path, uh, trap of do, trying to do it alone. Now, you may not, you're working with these individuals. So look for a peer with a similar vision. Find some consistency. 
Be in close proximity. Have something on the calendar where you're talking to people about things that matter. And the last thing is seek accountability. Scott, you mentioned accountability back there. What is, what is a, by the way, what is accountability? When we say seek accountability, what does that mean? Scott, you brought it up, so. Yeah, who's that, uh, by the way, who's that in your life, Scott? Yeah, I was going to say, I know. <laughs> by the way, guys, meet the, uh, uh, that's Lily and Titus and Scott Titus. Uh, you're going to meet Lily in here in just a little bit. So I, I know Scott's got a good accountability partner there. So, all right, seek accountability. And then the last one, candidly, just do the work. You know, we're all, you know, uh, read something recently. The most productive thing you can do, a lot, of t- a lot of times people spend time looking for new tips, tricks, ways of doing things. But guess what? Sometimes you just got to do the work. Do the work. Yeah, some of you may have heard, uh, let me give you a little do the work uh, tip here. So um, John Maxwell wrote a book and he was referencing, uh, I heard him reference uh, W. Clement Stone here recently. Uh, By the way, Michael Mayer talks about this in his book as well. But there's this little habit. First thing that uh, W. Clement Stone said, and people were paying thousands of dollars to hear him speak back in the 70s. And uh, W. Clement Stone, one of the best things he said to people was just, here, it's a sense of urgency. It's get things done. Do the work. He said, and here's how you're going to do that. When you get up in the morning, first thing you're going to do, say, do it now 50 times to yourself. Do it now, do it now, do it now. Let's try this 50 times. Ready? Laura, what are you laughing at? We didn't come here to play. I mean, we, all right. Somebody count. We got to count. All right. Do it now. 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 Smile, by the way. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. How many are we at? 25. Do it now. 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 How many are we at now? 35. 15 more, guys. Now, do it now. 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 Now, the last 10, say it like you mean it. Do it now, 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 do it now. All right, John got us there. Thank you, John. All right, guys, we're just having fun. But the point is, do it now. Take a sense of urgency. Start your day there. End your day there. Just another little tip that has worked for many people, and it's one that's worked for me personally as well. All right. See, guys, because the key to this is, is that um, you've heard of Dabo Sweeney. Dabo said, uh, champions are made when no one's watching. So if you're saying that 50 times in the morning and 50 times at night, who's watching you? Nobody. So Dabo Sweeney has got an amazing story. He took over the uh, Clemson football program after one of the Bowden sons got fired. Took it over. He was 38 years old. Had no aspiration. He calls himself a D. He was told he was a D-plus hire. D plus higher. And um, he ends up taking this and this uh, Clemson's been one of the winningest programs uh, since he's been there in the country. I think they won the national championship in 2016. He's got a great story. But uh, what he says, uh, one of the favorite things I've heard from him, he says, look, champions are made when no one's watching. He said, we spend 3% of our time in the game. 3% of what we do is game time. 3%. He said, 97% 
is when no one's watching. He goes, it's the weight room. He goes, it's film study. It's all the prep work. The champions are made when no one's watching. Guys, this is what we're talking about, working harder on ourselves. Because do you think, but you're going to hear from Sean. Sean's going to talk about some of the mindset. Sean is, a, is an elite, I would say an elite athlete, but when, you jump, when you're doing something that less than 1% of the population's ever done and jumping out of a plane and you got to be at a certain spot at a certain time, it takes a mindset. You know, our Accelerate Coaching Program, we just had a, uh, we had a, uh, a summit where we got all together and we had a special guest speaker and Russ Pennell, another uh, college coach, uh, professional coach as well, came in and spoke. And he said, you know, and he, what he does is he helps uh, uh, college athletes and uh, our athletes, high school athletes and college athletes get to the next level. Um, he's coached some of the best uh, at some of his camps. Uh, Damian Lillard is probably the top player. And he said, look, he says, I've seen kids more talented than Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard's making about $40 million a year right now. He said, Damian Lillard was an incredibly talented player, but he's not the most talented player I've ever seen. You know what the difference is? Just thought process. He's always working on himself. So that's what I mean when it says, you know, we're, champions are going to be made when no one is watching. So this is what we're talking about with working harder on ourselves than we do on our job. Because again, remember, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So we're trying to make sure that that mind is strong. So, and then this is, uh, this is one of my favorite ones from Jim. I told you Jim would be here, but success is something that we attract by the person we become. This is why we have to be spending time working on ourselves. And so with that, guys, what I want to do is introduce the panel because these individuals are all working and you guys can uh, come on up. We're going to get them up here. We're going to spend some time with them. All right. So we've got uh, Lillian Titus. Lillian is a, uh, she's in the real estate field. She's with Keller Williams, but she's got her own practice. Uh, she's, she's, well, I'm going to let her tell the story, but she's got some amazing stories. She has been uh, in real, how long have you been in real estate now, Lillian? 2015. Um, she does some investment. She does some wholesale. She does some retail stuff on the, uh, on the real estate side. She's got an amazing story. Yes, there's a mic there. Tom's done this before. Jay Cannon's also in real estate. Um, Jay's a uh, former business owner, had one of the most successful um, retail stores in the cross field. So uh, had a great practice there helping coaches um, in the community. He's just got a huge, by the way, every one of these guys have a huge giving heart, but uh, he wanted to try to build something where coaches could get paid at a higher level. Um, so he's got a great story and he's got a very successful real estate practice uh, and also a beautiful family. We got Sean Hutto. Um, Sean's with uh, OnQ Financial. He's also in the mortgage space. Um, Sean has got a great story, left uh, the cushy world of, uh, of the bank world and decided to get out into the independent mortgage broker world. And um, so he's there, he built a great business. And then Tom, uh, Tom has been hanging around, I think probably been hanging around this event just about as long as anybody. Yeah, pretty close. He's been here better part of 10 years. Um, and when Tom started attending this event, he was uh, an attorney just getting started um, and was basically taking most of his business from other attorneys. That's where most of his income was coming from. And he just said, you know what? When I started attending this event, I wanted, it made me think about what I could build, what the possibilities were. And he kind of had this vision of being a rainmaker. And he said that to me probably nine plus years ago. He said, I want to be a rainmaker. I want to be giving out more work than I'm doing. And so he is, uh, he's going to share how he's been able to build that. But if you could, do me a favor. Let's, uh, let's welcome these guys because they're going to have an amazing story to share with you. All right. So guys, um, 
I called them and I said, hey, you guys are going to talk about working harder on yourself than you do on your job. So I'm just going to start there. Um, what does that mean to you guys? What it, when it says working harder on yourself than you do. By the way, you guys all work hard. I know that. I've seen the results that you're getting. It does, you can't not work hard and get the results you're getting. But what does it mean to work harder on yourself than you do on your job? Is this working? I think so. Is it working? Okay. Um, just having that plan, uh, that, that development plan to work on yourself and uh, um, just not, you can't let it just kind of float by. But we just said that uh, the people that you spend time with and the books that you read and the activities that you do to work on yourself is what's going to propel you to the next level. Yeah. So, um, well, tell us, you, um, there's a story uh, you need to share um, that I think is important that yeah. I think we'll read. So, um, two, so 2018, I, and about, I would say probably at least 10% of you in the room know this story already. Um, I had just joined Accelerate, so I'm going to put that part in there because I think that's a big part. That's um, the majority a very large piece of my personal, uh, development. And, uh, so we were working, I was a buyer's agent on a team. I'd actually just quit being a buyer's agent on a team and went out on my own. And, uh, my husband and I were working for another company, um, uh, doing acquisitions and, and things like that. And, uh, um, so the day, the day before Thanksgiving, we got a text message <laughs> that uh, we were locked out of the system and uh, we got fired. <laughs> so um, if you can't tell I'm a crier, so <laughs> we, everybody that knows us knows I'm a crier. So, um, but the, the best part of this story is that um, we got that text message about 15 or 20 minutes um, before I jumped on uh, the accelerate call. So, you know, I had the, I had that group of people that, that picked me up and that, um, you know, helped me make that plan. So whenever I got on the call, I was more, I was a hot mess, uh, <laughs> a huge hot mess. And, uh, by the time I got off the call, you know, it just, uh, it reminded me about the vision I had created just a few months before and, uh, that realistically leaving that team was part of that vision. It just got a little fast forwarded just a hair. So, um, yeah, but having those people and working on, working on myself and, um, reading these books, you know, I've read all the ones on this table up here. Um, and having those people around me is what got me through that initially. Um, okay. So you got fired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where did working, you know, so the, again, what we're trying to do is if, if I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, what does that mean working harder on myself? And it does, what, what can you say that helped carry you through? Because give us the results, first of all. What, what has happened since you got fired? So con consistency, for, for one thing. It's not just, uh, oh, let's go to a seminar and it's going to fix your whole life. Sitting here today isn't going to, it's not the, the magic pill. It's what you do after this. It's what you do every single day um, in order to, to push you on to the next level. So, um, so 2018, we got fired, A. Um, a couple of months before that, I had just quit a team. Our, our income was low. And so um, just consistently, I show up every single Wednesday to the Accelerate call. I read every day. I journal. I, you know, and I'm very, very particular about the, the people I spend my time with, you know, average of five people that you spend the most intentional time with. And uh, so 
I, I look at that vision story constantly and it always changes. So, you know, don't think that you're stuck with whatever you put down on paper today. Um, so this year, uh, I'm sitting at about 3 million in sales retail. Uh, and we are, <laughs> I think that, uh, and then, um, we have, uh, I'm sure you're glad everybody else clapped, but it, I yeah. think that was your husband clapping. So that's yeah. the one that matters. <laughs> I think it was my brother-in-law. Uh, okay. <laughs> so th that in retail sales, uh, between what we have sold and under contract and under construction, uh, we've bought 13 houses this year. Uh, and this is outside the retail space. Yes. That's, that's, that's purchased, remodeled, uh, and either sold or under contract or whatnot. Um, and then we are building a rental portfolio and we just got our first Airbnb under contract. So that closes, uh, hopefully next week. Uh, I, by the way, I think there's a storage facility in there. As oh yeah. Well. Yeah. We bought a store. Yeah. We're partial owners in a storage yeah. facility as well. Could you have imagined that the day you got fired? No, no, that's, and, and, you know, I, um, there it goes again. Okay. Um, I look back at that, that day, the day that I got fired and, you know, for the longest time, it was like, oh, it's a pivotal moment of, uh, you know, just something hard that happened. And yeah, it was hard, but um, it's, I don't look at it like that anymore. You know, I'm, um, dang it. it's all good. I'm going to cry. <laughs> So, no, I look at it. I'm sure that there's people in this room right now that are going through something very and, You know, four years later, it's just something that happened, you know, and, and there's things that happen every single day and there's challenges every single day and, and working on yourself every single day is what, what's going to make those challenges smaller and get past them. That's good. We'll come back. I'm going to, let's move over to Jay here real quick. Um, so Jay, what uh, what is working harder on yourself than you do on your job mean to you? Uh, you know, I think it's really about it's it's personal development, and I know that's a word that's been used today. Um, it's uh you know it's having a growth plan, and so it's it's going through the and and planning the things that you want to do to better yourself, and uh, and to work on yourself. So it's uh you know what trainings am I going to go to? Uh, what what coaching program am I going to sign up for? Um, you know what kind of uh, uh, things am I going to do for my fitness goals? You know, for some people, it might be, you know, running a marathon others. It's, uh, you know, competing in, in, uh, you know, a, a swimming, um, event or, or something like that. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's just putting those, that plan together and following it and, and, and really taking action. It can also be, you know, as we've talked about today, it's reading a book. So, um, we, uh, you know, what through, uh, through the coaching program accelerate that, that we're all part of, uh, you know, we all read a, a book a month and, and we, it's something that we, it's not a book club. However, it's something that we're all learning from and that we're able to discuss. So, um, you know, those things are, are helpful and, and development and, and, you know, we have it kind of built in with our group, but prior to being part of this group, I, I always had an idea of what books I was going to read, um, you know, every month. Yeah. Jay, I think you had a story you wanted to share with us. Oh, yeah, I have a story. Mine's, mine's very recent. Uh, I, guess, I guess the first thing I'll say also, and this is a very short story, it's, it's not one that we had talked about originally, but um, you, know, you see what people do with their development and what they do with their growth and something amazing happens. And that's, you know, Lillian actually bought a house from a client of mine 
um, just a, a couple of months ago. So one of the projects Lillian's working on is a product of the fact that we, uh, you know, that we collaborate together. Uh, I was learning about what she was doing. I reached out to her personally to help her with one of the things she was working on and her own development. And, and next thing you know, she's buying a house that, uh, that one of my clients had for, for sale. So I uh, happened to match what she was looking for. So that's a side note, something that we didn't talk about as we got ready for this, but, uh, you know, obviously a cool, um, element of personal development and growth. Uh, my, my story is, uh, the really just about the, is a story of this year. And it's something that I think a lot of people could you know, probably, uh, particularly any of those that are in the mortgage business or the real estate business can relate to. It's been a wacky year. It's been a tough year. Um, you know, I think uh, most of us have clients and, and people asking us like, well, the market's great. So business must be great. Right. And, and I, and I think in, most people are, are in, in here are, I hear some chuckling because it's, 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 it's been a challenge. So the start of my year was, uh, was terrible. I, I had a, I, I, I struggled. It was, uh, it was difficult. I wrote a lot of offers for people. Um, I had, I had created an idea of what my person, my best, my ideal client was going to be. And it was something I was looking for. And I, 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 this is something over the last few years I had made, I was making progress on it. I had a good full pipeline and I couldn't get anything to fall in place for me. I was doing the activities. My production was incredibly low and it was, it was tough. I, I was, you know, the, to, to, you know, share some numbers, you know, that it looks like something like, uh, $310,000 worth of production in the entire first quarter. Um, that is, uh, uh, that is under 10% of what my, um, uh, goal would have been. And so that's, uh, you know, that's, that, that was a brutal first quarter. Uh, I was doing the activities. I was, um, you know, I was constantly working on that. I had up the activities knowing that the market was changing and, uh, and I was, you know, the key was I was showing up and, and I was leaning into my group. It was, I was asking for, for help. I was, uh, I was leaning on, um, the people that I was in the accountability group with. And then I was leaning on the people in my uh, accelerate group. I, I brought it to a spotlight session, had a discussion about it. And I just explained, you know, that it was, I was just, I just was really vulnerable. And I explained the fact that I was really challenged with the fact that I was showing up, I was doing the work, I was doing my activities and I wasn't getting the results. Um, so it was tough. And, and the, um, you know, what, where I am now is, you know, by, by continuing to show up by, getting some good advice from those people by following the three, two, one journal, by being positive. Um, I, you know, the, the second quarter looks way different, uh, 5 million in production. Um, it's, uh, it is 127% of my, uh, amazing goal. It's, uh, um, it's two, it's 200% of my, uh, my actual, my, my, uh, baseline goal. So it, you know, it's pretty, uh, no, I'm sorry. It's 127% of my, of my miraculous goal. And so it, it way exceeded what I, what I'm looking to do in a quarter, uh, at, at, at best. So. Thanks. Jay. We'll get to Sean here. We'll keep, we're going to try to get back to each of one of you guys here in a second, but I want to, all right, Sean, I think, you know, the question is that, um, working harder on yourself. And you're doing your these job. guys amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all wrapped up in your guys' story. I'm like, I don't know about you yet. We're going to find out. <laughs> Thank you for having us, Brian. Absolutely. 
So what, is, what does that question mean to you? To work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Man, that's like this is every, there's so many cliches in personal development. You can go on for hours on every single one of them, right? What a, uh, how do we contain ourselves in the rabbit trail? Um, but I think I made a comment to you guys earlier. It was, uh, it was about personal development in itself. And that is almost everybody in the room, everybody I know that started down that path began on that path uh, to put food in the pantry. Right, you're you're trying to build a business. You're trying to build something in life. You got to be, you got to eat, and it starts off that way. But uh, along that journey, you then discover that you're doing your job for yourself, but you're building yourself for your community and the world and the things around you. And that is why you owe it to the world. You yourself. Remy, stop. Remy. Remy. Shut up. Why don't you, uh, you Sean, you, by the way, that's, I wish I had, uh, I wish I had my pen out. So somebody wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> Are you being serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would just, I simply was stating that most, they bark upon this journey uh, for their job, the food in the pantry, right? But along the journey of personal development, as you get into this, you come to realize that you need to work on yourself for others. You need them to work on themselves for you, you know, uh, not to be adverse with, with Tom's comment earlier about if you don't read, then you stay the same. And I will argue to say you will erode away because there are influences around you. There are people around you. And if you're not picking those things out on purpose, if you're not picking the information out on purpose, somebody else is choosing that for you and your life will erode to serve theirs versus you becoming the best you working hard on you so that you can benefit all those around you and within your community. Um, is there, that's good. The, um, glad we had him on the panel. <laughs> he hasn't even told his story yet. So, so tell I think you had a story you wanted to share, Sean. Maybe. I did. Well, there's so many stories. That's why I was like, there's no way I'm going to tell this story and keep it short. I just start gabbing away. But you mentioned, I'm going to change it up because you mentioned um, me making a career change. Mm -hmm. And so that's a real easy one because, um, you know, when you leave an institution, you do not own that database. And um, not that anybody would find out, but then you got to ask yourself, if you don't start off with integrity, how much is that business going to be blessed? Right. So um, after toiling over what's the right thing to do, what's the smart thing to do? Am I being stupid by not? Um, snag in that database. I made the decision to start from scratch. I met my partner over here who's, uh, he's really my boss, but you know. And uh, um, so we started down that journey and literally um, ate tuna fish and crackers for a year and started it over from scratch. And um, super grateful that I did, but I will tell you, there's a lot of mind games that happen. And if you're not it's easy to get up here and talk about what you did and talk about how easy it is to have vision, be strong, think positive, right? And then when you're in the muck and you're all dirty and grungy and you're getting beat up, it's a whole different deal. And you got to look in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, now I got to walk all that smack I talked for real, right? And every single time you do, you get a little bit stronger. It reinforces that you think you know and everything that you've been taught 
And it makes it because it comes in waves, right? Everything we do in life comes in waves. And the minute you think, sometimes I just pray for a break, like, hey, let me ride this one for a minute so I catch my breath. But you know, it's coming. It gets a little bit harder, but it makes you a little bit stronger. And that's what that walk was. And um, without all the background of personal development, without Jim Rohn, hundreds of hours of Jim Rohn in my life, all these things, I don't think that that year would have been turned out the success that it did because, you know, it's the old bamboo story, right? You're out there, you're planting seeds, you're plowing the field, you're doing the stuff and it's just nothing's going on. And you have no idea the roots that are growing beneath the ground until that thing sprouts. And it doesn't sprout when you're ready. It sprouts when it's ready. And, uh, and that can take some time and you just got to keep walking in faith and make it go. And um, it was the best decision I ever made. I mean, more than tripled my income by that move. And I wasn't doing too bad before. So that's decent. Congrats. Good stuff. Tom, how about your story? All right. Let me just ask, first of all, for all of you who come today, how many of you came here with a purpose? Okay. So a few, few of you, few of you not. I can tell you that when I come to this event or I come to another event, this event in particular, my purpose is to meet at least one person who can make a, dis- a, a difference in my life personally or professionally, because my life professionally and personally has changed dramatically in the 10 and a half years that I've been coming to this event. I wasn't at the first one at, uh, at the, uh, the surf and turf or whatnot, um, but, uh, you know, not long after that. And what I tell you is if you like what I have to say, then it's all me. If you don't like what I have to say, you can blame Michelle Willer because she's responsible for me <laughs> coming 10 and a half years ago. Um, but so what I think about is a bit along the lines of what Michael Gerber talks about, you know, working on your business, working on yourself and to do that, you need a roadmap. When, when we were meeting, you know, nine years ago, 10 years ago, you know, you, Dan, MJ, you know, you heard me. I said, I, I have very little business. Um, I was dependent on what the, the other attorneys in my firm would give me as far as work goes. It was like, I, you know, those guys are going to retire. I love them. But, you know, they're 20 years older than me. And, you know, unless that business comes to me, I need my own sources. How do you do that? You know, you need a roadmap. And so my personal development um, was starting with that vision. What do I want? You know, at first, the goal was I want to be able to sustain myself within the firm. Then it became, as we talked, you know what? you could start to support other people. So in the course of studying, and I Audible is one of my favorite things of all time. Um, I probably average you know, between 40 and 60 books a year on Audible because it's on all the time and I love it. But doing that, doing that vision and going from, you know, very little business next to nothing to now I'm at the point 
where I am helping to support other attorneys in our firm. And I've got plans, you know, I, I told somebody at a, another conference that I went to another lawyer, she heard what I was doing and, and uh, just kind of where I was. And she was like, you know, within three to five years, you could, you could be generating um, three to 5 million in business. So surrounding yourself with people, because I, I love these guys and they help me expand, but to have another lawyer who's done it and, you know, grown a firm in the last, in the last four years to 50 people tell you, yeah, you could be doing the same thing. All right. Now I need to look at how do I make that happen? And, and that's what we're working on. Hmm. That's good. All right. We're going to turn this because uh, these guys can talk. <laughs> yeah. So um, guys, it's about challenges. And um, I'm going to throw this question at you. And while I throw this question at you, we'll have some time for some questions. I want you to be thinking about a struggle or a challenge that you might be having that you can throw this by these guys. Um, but is there one thing you can trace back to maybe a habit, a discipline, again, that working hard on yourself, um, you know, a lot of times people will throw themselves into um, the competence of their actual job. And, um, but then where did you throw yourself into competence about getting better as a person? Can you give us some examples maybe that um, have helped you? Because you, you, there's the old phrase, you could, you're going to, in order for professional development, rarely will your professional development outpace your personal growth. You guys agree with that? And if so, what is, yeah, what has helped you? And, and specifically, you guys are all in a referral-based business. Um, how is reading, working on yourself, how has it helped you build a referral-based business? Sorry, my mind just went a thousand directions because you, you said, how has reading helped us? Um, how has personal development helped you to build a referral-based business? Well, you're going to attract your business. You're not going to hunt it down. And in order to attract the business you want, you've got to become who you're designed to be. And the only way to do that is to go on that journey of personal development. Well, I would say, um, you know, a couple of, a couple of things I did, you know, looking to, to dig myself out was, like I said, I, I continued with activities. Um, uh, so I was doing, doing the work, but I, you know, I started working on, um, on my own fitness. And so that was helping, uh, also with getting my mind right. Um, I was showing up, like I mentioned in my story, and um, and that's not easy to show up and and be positive and and be a real estate agent and go looking for more business when when things were pretty much in neutral. So um, so I worked on my mindset. Um, you know, some of that was uh, reading. I have a I have a bit another business coach outside of this group. So I you know I leaned in and, into him and have had some good conversations. Um, he just actually told me recently that. Uh, that I continue to be positive. And I know that in our prep for this, we also, um, Tom was in my accountability pod and he, he told me that I showed up in our accountability sessions constantly with uh, a positive attitude. And that was even while, you know, things were not going that well. So, um, you know, some of it for me, I, I brought a couple of books. We have quite a few of them, but I brought just a, a small selection. This one, uh, The Obstacle is the Way, happened to show up uh, in the midst of that, uh, uh, spotlight session that I talked about. And uh, it was just really well-timed, uh, at least for me. And I think it was timed well for our group based on the challenges in the market as well. Yeah. Uh, this 
is another one that I leaned into, uh, the vision-driven leader. And it's something that we read last year and we all work on uh, putting together our vision. So this is something that I referenced and I picked up my vision and I actually picked up and read pieces of this book again. I can't wait to see what comes out of this backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Who, not how. Uh, another book that we read. Uh, this, uh, this was something we read last year as well, or the end of last year. And, uh, and I had, uh, I, you know, I've looked at uh, how to leverage the, the, the things in my business. So that was huge. And that was helpful with, uh, with all the things I had going on. And then this one, which is what we're currently reading. So, and, and Brian's uh, slide deck actually mentioned this a couple of times um, and it's winning the war in your mind. So it happens to be also very well-timed and, uh, and my follow-up spotlight section, session in our group actually had to do with faith. Um, this book actually uh, you know, talks a lot about mindset, faith, uh, you know, correcting the things in your life. The, the, even the first chapter um, does basically the exercise that Brian was doing with the group here. The, and it was all about uh, you know, figuring out what, uh, you know, how, to, how to be more positive, where, where you're really uh, too hard on yourself and it, the, essentially the, the start of the book gets into how you can, um, you know, how you, how you shape yourself with your thoughts. And that's what life's about. That's Craig Rochelle. The last thing I'll, I'll show you is. <laughs> I love this. So, I, know, I know where you're going so, here. Yeah. So Sean uh, is, uh, is a, it, he's his, always his authentic self. And, and that's one of the best things about him. And uh, Sean is a, an author. He, he has a story here in this book and it's something he gave me. Um, and it's, uh, you know, he's usually uh, fairly humble. And so it's, uh, I, I brought this just, uh, just for fun to, to show it. Sean's book. Uh, I, it turns out I actually have two copies of this. So he's given it to me twice. I, I brought. <laughs> yeah. So I, I brought one, I brought them both. Uh, one I'm going to keep because he wrote something to me and it. That's, that's pretty awesome. And it fit with our prep. Uh, uh, it's the uh, one thing that changed everything is the name of the book. So, which is a pretty cool story, by the way. Yeah. So you'll have to see Sean after this and get his autograph, or see Jay to get a free copy of the book. So yeah, and, and, there you and, go, and we'll let him sign it. To you. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's hard to follow. That was very specific. Uh, thanks, Jay. Um, <laughs> Lillian, if you don't mind, I'm going to turn it over just to see because we got time for maybe one or two questions. Yeah. Anybody have a question for these guys? You, I want somebody in here. You're, yeah. Honestly, here's what we know. Consistently, there are people in this room that don't know how they're going to make their next car payment, their next mortgage payment. So, what is something that you guys? I will ask the question. By the way, if there's somebody else has got a question, we'll come to you. But if if somebody's struggling, what's something they can do that doesn't cost a lot of money that they could do to invest in themselves to help get them out of whether it's like Lily and every one of you've had some life-changing, life-altering, or could have taken you down a different path? What's something you would recommend if somebody's struggling right now in order to make sure that maybe they're being an encouragement to somebody else in just a, in just a few short months or years? Find some accountability. That's a, I would say that's number one, accountability, positive accountability. We call it joyful accountability in our group. Um, just someone that you can talk to, make that plan with, and that's going to hold you to it. Um, I think that's, that's super, super important. Um, on top of, you know, I mean, you, we, what did we say? We said audible YouTube books, um, all of that. I, 
any, any of those things I think would be, would be great, but the accountability and having someone that is looking at you and saying, did you do this? Um, I think that's probably number one. Yeah, that's good. Gratitude and, and community. And now, the community is big for me because I'm a, such a high personality. Um, this event's free. There's other free things out there. There's things that if you're in that moment in life, you don't have to be shelling out whatever it is you think you may have to shell out for whatever group it is that somebody's invited you to. There is community around you right now that will help you and that will hold you accountable and that will influence you in a positive way. Jim Rohn says all the time, it's like, it's not what you're doing, but who you're becoming by doing it. And that is so crucial. And gratitude is the first thing I mentioned. I will tell you this, whatever it is you are going through, there's a reason, there's a purpose, and there's an outcome. And I'm document the story. Do your three, two, one journal, document the story, and be grateful for every moment you're going through. And I'll, I'll, real quick, I'll try to be quick on a story. Um, I use this as an example because it forced gratitude is not fake gratitude. Okay. And um, my best example for this is I used to be a little bit of an aggressive driver. It kind of annoyed me when you jump in the left lane and slow down. And it just, I can go on and on about that. So years and years ago, I began to practice gratitude for everything. And so I thought, hmm, thank you for preventing me from getting a ticket or for the five seconds you delayed me that avoided the semi that was going to come over and kill me. Whatever that is, I don't know, but I am grateful for it. And it was forced because I wanted to say hi to you in another way. <laughs> However, it was forced, but that's not fake. It was learning to be grateful for everything that ran into your life. And one day, and it could have been, it's probably a good year or two late. This was not instant. One day, guy pulls in front of me and there was an instant feeling of gratitude and curiosity about what was over the other side of this hill. And it dawned on me holy cow, that was a muscle that got exercised over time that spilled over into every part of life, every adversity, all the things that you deal with. And it's amazing because that you were designed to overcome, to help somebody else that's going to need to be a part of your community as you help them through and you become better for the universe around you. So that was my thing. Well, that's a great summary of study, practice, teach, I believe. So I love it. Nothing holds you more accountable than when you know you got to teach somebody something. You're like, oh, my God. I think I've dove into personal development more this week than I have in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, uh, we are getting close on time. And um, do me a favor. Are you guys willing to hang out up here and answer questions? And do me a favor. Uh, let's give these guys a round of applause. I know we're kind of meandering through a couple different things, but uh, real quick, what's something you took away from what you heard? Yeah. Know where you are, know where you're going. Okay. Allie? Grit. That's, that's what you good. Awesome. Anybody else? Champions are made. Yeah. Kyle? Do the work. Yeah. So I'm telling you, you're going to hear something here. You show up, you're going to hear something from someone. I'm telling you. So thank you for the, for the feedback and um, what you're going to take. So what was useful for you? I'm going to cover a few things here. These guys are going to stick around. Um, please come talk to them if you're interested. And um, just
just again, thank you guys for being vulnerable, sharing what you've learned. Again, it's just studying, practicing, and teaching, and you guys are a great example of it. So thank you for doing that. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, That's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implemented in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.